Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Boomers Today with your host, Frank Sampson. Welcome to Boomers Today. I'm your host, Frank Sampson. Of course, each week we bring you important and very useful information on issues facing baby boomers, their parents, and other loved ones. And I, I every single show, uh, for those of you that listen in regularly, I thank you. And I, I thank you because uh, our listeners are growing each and every day. Uh, and it's because of you. Uh, we grow organically. Many of you have shared our show or individual podcasts with family and friends. And uh, I just want to thank you for doing that. And uh, more and more people that uh, uh, get connected to Boomers today, uh, they'll, they'll learn quite a bit in uh, quite a bit. And I, I know why you're sharing it is because we have great guests and we're not going to disappoint you today. We have with us Dr. John Neustadt, who is the founder and president of Nutritional Biochemistry and has spent two decades as a clinician, researcher, writer, and entrepreneur creating solutions that improve people's health. His products have been shipped to people in 15 countries. He's published more than 100 research reviews, lectures frequently at medical conferences, received a dozen US FDA orphan drug designation for the potential treatment of rare diseases and was recognized as one of the top 10 cited authors in the world for his work. His latest book is Fracture Proof, Your Bones, A Comprehensive Approach to Osteoporosis. So Dr. Neustadt, thank you so much for joining us on Boomers today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share what I've learned. Yeah, great, great. So you, I know, are an expert in a lot of areas, so I'm sure we're going to be touching quite a, quite a few things, but I think we're going to zero in certainly at the beginning here, on uh, osteoporosis, all right, which is, uh, I, I think, something uh, that uh, people don't fully understand. And it's, uh, and so that's what we're here to do is to educate people, right? So tell us really a little more about osteoporosis, anything that you could share that you think uh, will be helpful to our listeners as kind of an overview, and then maybe we'll zero in on, on certain things. Osteoporosis, as I hope most people understand, is a disease that affects bones, and it's characterized by decreasing bone mineral density, but not just that, decrease in bone strength, which predisposes people to fractures. In fact, every 30 seconds, someone is breaking a bone because of osteoporosis. It's that common. If you're a woman 45 years old, your risk of getting an osteoporosis fracture is greater than your combined risk for breast, uterine, and ovarian cancer. And shockingly, if you're a woman 65 years or older, your risk of dying if you fracture a hip with osteoporosis is up to 36% within a year. And over half of those people who survive end up with chronic pain, 
a, a significant number of those people need continued nursing home care. It wreaks havoc, not only on people's quality of life, but on their finances because of all the added medical expenses. And in fact, osteoporosis causes more days spent in the hospital than other diseases like heart attacks and diabetes and, and breast cancer. So I'm hoping to raise awareness about this condition and help share what people can do uh, to reduce their fracture risk and improve their bone health. So you particularly mentioned women, you know, you said women over 45. Why do you think that is? Why women? Uh, and, and is it, it, can men get osteoporosis? Why is it, or, and if so, why is it more common in women? Great question. Men can get osteoporosis, but 80% of osteoporosis cases are in women, only 20% in men. Osteoporosis primarily affects people as they get older. And in women, what happens when they go through menopause and estrogen declines, that is through menopause and the 10 years after are the fastest rate of bone loss. And that's because estrogen one of estrogen's role is to maintain bone health and bone strength. And so when estrogen goes down, women often will start losing bone much faster. And that's why it affects women more than, more than men. So you were starting to talk about it. Maybe is it, can it be prevented, number one? And number two, if somebody does have osteoporosis, can it be cured? So yes, of course it can be prevented. Not everybody gets osteoporosis and therefore we know that it's, it's not inevitable. And there's so many things that people can do to maintain their bone health and even improve their bone health. You mentioned the word cure. There, there are lots of things people can do that have been shown to improve bone density and reduce fracture risk. In terms of reducing somebody's risk from getting osteoporosis in the first place, some of the best things that people can do revolve around diet and exercise and lifestyle. We know that eating a plant forward diet, like the Mediterranean style diet, it emphasizes more whole foods and making sure you're getting enough protein. Those are associated with healthier bones and reduce risk for osteoporosis and fractures. Mm -hmm. uh, making sure you get enough sleep. Uh, not getting enough sleep less than uh, six hours a night is associated with faster bone loss and osteoporosis. Exercise, very important. Exercise can help build bone mineral density and strengthen bones, but it also helps improve balance. And 95% of fractures are caused because somebody falls. So anything you can do to prevent falls will prevent fall-related injuries, including breaking a bone with osteoporosis. Medications is a, is a common cause of osteoporosis. That's a hidden danger. Uh, there's a chapter in my book just on medication-induced osteoporosis, just like there's a chapter in my book about sleep and diet and other things people can do. However, with respect to medications, one of the most important things people can do is learn which medications damage bone, create osteoporosis and increase fracturous so they can have the conversation with their physician and see if they're on one of those medications, if they can decrease the dose or switch to a safer one. Two common examples that many doctors aren't even aware of are antidepressants, especially as people age, they're much more likely to be prescribed antidepressants. Any of the antidepressants that increase serotonin like Prozac, we know 
damages bone. And in fact, the research shows that for every uh, 19 people taking those, those class of medications for one to five years, we will expect one person to break a bone. And even within the first year, there's an increase in fracture risk. Similarly, acid blocking medications, so common um, in terms of people taking them over the counter and prescribed, those also damage bone and increase the risk for fractures. And so education is a key component, in my opinion, to prevention, because there are many things people can do when they are proactive with their health that can prevent the, both the disease and fracturing a bone if they were to have osteoporosis. Hmm. Now, it's interesting, as, as you were talking about many of these things, uh, aside from the fracture of the bones, a lot of the prevention very similar. Uh, as you know, uh, I work in the field of senior care with people with dementia uh, quite often. And it's just, as you were talking, I'm going, that's the same thing we tell people as it relates to dementia, many of the things you're talking about. So there, there are some similar, you know, exercise, sleep, all, all the things we're, you know, we talk about. So, but I, I do have a question as far as on osteoporosis, people might be thinking if they had a parent or other loved one in their family that had it, is, is there any studies done as far as can it be, is it hereditary or what, what are your thoughts there? I love that question. And I've had it before. In fact, I've got it so much. I address that in, in my book as well. There is no osteoporosis gene that has been identified. It is a chronic degenerative disease. And like all chronic degenerative disease, it is what's called multifactorial. There are a lot of different reasons why people get it and factors why people get it. It is sometimes referred to as genetic. If your mother had osteoporosis, you are most likely, uh, you're not most likely, you're at higher risk of getting osteoporosis. And historically, doctors have just said, well, it's genetic then. That's an assumption, and I think it's an unfortunate assumption to make because the proof just isn't there. Um, really, what I think is happening and what the research shows is children tend to adopt the habits of their parents. And so if, you're, if your parents had poor diet and poor lifestyle or were smokers or weren't exercising, those are more likely to be habits that their children that we as children adopt into our adult years. And all of those increase somebody's risk for osteoporosis. That right. doesn't mean it's genetic. It means it's learned behavioral. And in fact, the CDC for chronic degenerative diseases you know, has published a statement that as we get older, our genetics play less and less a role in our overall health. And it's primary, primarily lifestyle and diet. Right. So I, I'd like to, you know, you said something before that um, was very interesting that I'm uh, learning a lot from you here, uh, but, uh, you know, medications such as Prozac could, you know, could, could have an effect uh, on, on people relative to osteoporosis. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about depression. Uh, wh what if somebody, what if the doctor who prescribes this, I don't think it's a really good idea 
to decrease this particular individual on this medication at this point. So what, what suggestions do you have or input do you have relative to people with depression? That, that's a great question. So first, I would say that there's a lot of benefit that can be had from working with an integrative physician, uh, a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor who's trained not only to look at the proper use of pharmaceuticals, but also who can talk about nutrition and lifestyle and nutrients, specific nutrients that we know the research shows are involved with affecting mood and have been shown when they're in the healthy range to improve mood. And, and I'll give you an example. Iron is a common deficiency in, in many people, women especially. The test that is run for an iron screen is usually just a CBC. It looks for anemia, low iron in the red blood cells. It reduces the ability of the red blood cells to carry oxygen and it can cause depression as one of its symptoms. But the most, most doctors are not running the most sensitive indicator for iron status, which is a serum ferritin test. And women who are having their periods every month are losing iron in, in, the, in their menstrual blood, they're at an elevated risk for iron deficiency women who have had children are at an elevated risk for iron deficiency and other nutritional deficiencies as well. And what the research shows is that with serum ferritin, if that number is less than 50, there was a clinical trial done and the women were, were complaining of, of fatigue and low mood. They supplemented them with iron and it, the number went up above 50 and their, their mood and their energy increased. Right. And that's just one example of, of, of one nutrient. So it may be that a nutritional medicine approach can be very helpful and effective to improving uh, somebody's mood. If they have to stay on the medication, then it's important to uh, ask the doctor, well, is there another type of antidepressant that doesn't damage bones that might be better for me? And there are categories of antidepressants that do not have the bone damaging risk that the SSRIs do, the Prozacs and, and similar medications. Right. If, if they're staying on the medication, then the important question to ask, and I go through this in the book a lot, like what questions to ask your doctor? What are the important questions? A, a question to ask is what can I do to reduce my risk of, of my bone being damaged, what can I do to support my, my bone health? And so I look at nutrients and clinical trials and what nutrients have been shown to promote uh, healthy bone mineral density, but also to maintain strong bones based on reduction in fractures indicated by fewer fractures in clinical trials. And of all the nutrients out there, there are only four. That, that meet those criteria. Just because somebody's bone density increases, by the way, it doesn't mean their fracture risk is decreasing. Interesting. A bone density yeah. test only predicts 44% of women with osteoporosis who will break a bone and only 21% of men. And in fact, we now know that even when people are on the FDA approved medications for osteoporosis, changes in bone mineral density that number on a test is not a good indicator for the effectiveness of that medication. 
if you've never had a fracture with osteoporosis before, in fact, and we're, what, what that means, what we're trying to do is prevent a first fracture from happening, or it's called primary fracture prevention. None of, there's only one of the FDA approved medications that's been shown to prevent both vertebral and hip fractures, and that's Zometa. Fosamax, which is Lendronate, the oral bisphosphonates, those do not prevent a both vertebral and hip fracture if you've never had one before, despite the fact that your bone density goes up. So I use that just as an example that bone density isn't the whole picture in terms of reducing fracture risk. Unfortunately, most doctors are only treating the number on the test and not the person sitting in front of them. And it's this holistic approach that the research shows has the best results in terms of being able to reduce people's risk for fractures. So when it comes to nutrients that can support bone health and promote bone health, calcium and vitamin D and a specific form of vitamin K2 called MK4 in the amount of 45 milligrams a day have been shown to promote healthy bone density and maintain bone health, maintain bone strength as indicated by fewer fractures. And of those, only the MK4 form of vitamin K2 has also been studied in combination with other medications that are known to damage bone, like prednisone, for example, or luprolide, or phenytoin, which is an anti-seizure medication, and been shown to stop and reverse bone loss caused by those medications. Now, to be clear, these are nutrients, they're dietary supplements, they're not approved by the FDA to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease. But in terms of promoting bone health, supporting bone strength, those nutrients have the most research on them and are shown to work. Great, great information, great information. We're gonna take a, a real quick break, I promise, just uh, 30 seconds or so. When we come back, <clears throat> I'd like to talk more about your book and how people can get it. And I, I wanna, uh, zero in a little bit more about sleep or lack of sleep and get your input on that as well. So do you know anybody who may be concerned about an older driver? Well, Senior Care Authority's Beyond Driving with Dignity program is a facilitated self-assessment program for older drivers. This program has been designed to serve as a vital tool to facilitate older drivers and their families as they make appropriate decisions regarding the future of one's safe driving career. If the individual is a safe driver, an advisor will provide him or her with strategies and how to remain a safe driver as they progress through the aging process. If driving retirement is the appropriate decision, then the individual and their family are offered possible alternatives, resources, and a specific plan to ensure a smooth and successful transition from the driver's seat to the passenger seat. So to learn more, you can go to www.beyonddrivingwithdignity.com or call 877-907-8841 to connect with a senior care authority advisor in your area. We're back with Dr. John Neustadt, who is the founder and president of Nutritional Biochemistry, speaking about, we're speaking about osteoporosis and many other uh, uh, issues uh, that uh, he's he's an expert on. Uh, so, Dr. Newstead, I, I know I'd like you to talk about a little bit about your book. Who who uh, who do you think uh, 
your, your targeting for that book, a little bit more about it, and anything else you'd like to share with our, our listeners on all the great work that you're doing? My book is called Fracture Proof Your Bones, a comprehensive guide to osteoporosis. And I wrote it as a labor of love. It really is a love letter to my patients. I, I started down this path um, over a decade ago, 15, 16 years ago, because I was working with patients with osteoporosis and thought I was doing a good job because their bone density was going up. My mother has, my mother-in-law has osteoporosis and she was on Fosamax and her physician was happy. Her bone density was going up. She was happy because her bone density was going up. I was happy because of that. And we all thought she was protected. And then she fell and broke her hip. And I thought to myself, something's wrong here. What's going on? I started diving into the research and really trying to understand osteoporosis and realized that the conventional approach to just treating the number on the test, that bone density is woefully inadequate and leaving tens of millions of people unprotected and at risk of fractures. So I wrote this book with my decades of experience and research to not just help the general public understand from a holistic point of view, what they can do to protect their bones, what they can do in terms of have asking questions to their physicians to make sure they're getting the best possible recommendations and care so they can make better decisions about themselves. But I'm also using it to educate doctors. Doctors really are confused about osteoporosis. They don't understand the holistic approaches. They're not sure what to do if they get a bone density test result that's low. And many of them, frankly, don't even know how to interpret it, uh, the test result well. So this also is helping them, but it's, it's, it's both for the general public and written in a way that there's not a lot of real technical jargon, but also for, for physicians who are not experts in this, who want to, to start moving in the, in the direction of this, this integrative uh, approach. Great. Right. And, and do you have a, a website uh, at all that if people want to learn more about what you're doing? Thank you for asking. Yes. My website is nbihealth.com. That's nbihealth.com. And it's got the products I created. In fact, I could not find in my clinical practice working with patients using nutritional medicine, nutritional approaches. I couldn't find the dose or combination of nutrients I needed to help them that in existing products shown in clinical trials to work. So that's why I founded Nutritional Biochemistry Incorporated or NBI to create those solutions. My OsteoK and OsteoK Minis formulas were some of the earliest ones uh, came on the market, started in 2007 because I needed something to, to support healthy bones and to promote bone health and maintain strong bones. And that's what the research showed worked and those, those combinations in the doses didn't exist and, and still don't. So those products are on my website. The book can be found on my website, tons of free resources with blogs that people can, can read to educate them themselves about. Um, and so thank you for asking about my website. Great. Great. So uh, I like to talk about a subject matter uh, because I deal with this with friends. I'm at an age where I've got friends and it seems like we go out to dinner or we uh, whatever. And the discussion is sleep. Kind of sad that that's what we talk about or lack of sleep. Let's put it that way. 
love to get your your take on it. I mean, that's I know you have dedicated a chapter in your book about it. Um, is it just aging that sometimes people have challenge with sleeping? Uh, are we over medicating? Are we well, talk to us about how we can improve our sleep? Great question. I love this. I've lectured at conferences about about sleep and sleep disorders. I myself struggled horribly with insomnia for, for years and, and had a difficulty sleeping. I tried every product out there and it may work for a little while and, and then not stop working, which is why I finally formulated uh, my sleep relief product. Because what we find with sleep as people get older, they do tend to have more difficulty falling asleep, but getting into that deep restorative sleep that stayed there. When we fall asleep, there are four stages of sleep. Um, those stage three and four are the, the restorative stages of sleep that we need to get into to feel rested and refreshed in, in, in the morning. And, and our body uses those stages to heal and repair damages as well. So there are two real things that happen. There's, there's difficulty falling asleep for people and difficulty staying asleep. And there are many reasons why people may be having challenges with one uh, or the other or, or both. Uh, one of the most common that I'm finding these days are people on screens, uh, tablets and, and, and phones before bed. Uh, research studies showed that some people who are on screens, it depletes their melatonin, which is important for people you know, falling asleep. And so they, they, it takes them a little longer to fall asleep, but more importantly than just the 10 minutes longer it took them to fall asleep in the study, it took them hours longer to feel fully refreshed in the morning, meaning they weren't getting into those deep restorative stages of sleep. So, so turning off the technology a couple hours before bed, reading a book, um, connecting with friends, uh, TV I think is okay not as bad, but definitely trying to get off of those tablets and, and phones right you know, before bed is, is important. The other thing as well is, you know, some people are, don't have great sleep hygiene, meaning their room is not the right temperature, you know, 68, 69 degrees is what the research shows, or they may benefit from a weighted blanket or, or the room is not dark and quiet, or some people actually may need some white noise and there are white noise machines people can get for a little background noise to, to help, them, help them sleep. Medications, many medications disrupt sleep, which people are not aware of. And so that's something, if you're having a difficulty sleeping, discuss that with your doctor or your pharmacist. Uh, one of the most underutilized healthcare professions in our, in our system are pharmacists. They're brilliant, they're very well educated, and they're underutilized. So I really recommend people ask these questions of their pharmacists as well, because they are the experts on the medications. Great, thank you. So one last question, anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Any, any words of wisdom? There's a lot you can do when it comes to bone health. And one of the misconceptions about bones is that it's just isolated. Oh, I just have osteoporosis, no. Your bones are a canary in the coal mine to your entire body and how it's functioning. If your bones are getting weaker, if you're losing bone density, you are likely having other issues and other damage to other organs in your body as, as well. When you follow these holistic approaches, as you mentioned, um, the, that I talk about in my book, 
diet, lifestyle, exercise, you're not only strengthening and building your bones and reducing your risk, but you're also reducing your risk for Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular disease, and on and on and on. So bones are much more than just those incredible things in our body that help us walk and run and hold our loved ones. Dr. John Newstead, thank you so much for joining us on Boomers today. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. And I want to thank everybody out there for joining us on Boomers today. Look forward to talking to everybody next week. Please, please be safe. I'll talk to everybody soon. You've been listening to Boomers Today with Frank Sampson. To learn more about today's show, visit boomerstodayradio.com and join us next time for another edition of Boomers Today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.